0: Welcome back to episode four of Movie Babble Presents Babble with Brennan. I'm your host, Brennan Dubay. I got Nick Cush on today. It's going to be a good show. We're going to go through the uh, fall movie season and all the um, scheduled releases. We're going to talk about some of the bigger releases, some of the smaller releases, and uh, Netflix is actually uh, playing some hardball this fall. They're dropping some really interesting, interesting films, so we're definitely going to dive into that as well. Nick, how are you doing today?
1: i'm doing great i'm really really excited for this time of year i think it's my favorite time of the year because this is when all the great movies come out
0: <laughs> yeah for sure i uh definitely agree with you there and it just seems like like uh i'm so i'm so hyped for hype for the fall movie season i think it's going to be a lot uh stronger than last year there's a lot more that i'm looking forward to this fall movie season in comparison to last year so it's going to be refreshing uh, we're going to start here with september 6th that's kind of the first uh, major weekend in the uh fall movie calendar so to speak kind of leaving summer it chapter two is the big release that weekend um the first film in my opinion is a it was a pretty good movie Uh, it was enjoyable i thought they did all the right things um it didn't blow me away but i thought it was an enjoyable film but the trailer for chapter two has been or was great and i'm i'm looking forward to this film more and more every day uh are you in on it chapter two
1: uh, yeah, I'm in.
0: Uh, I'm really
1: interested to see what this movie is because it's apparently almost three hours long, which is just crazy to me. Um, at At that length, it better be all of the crazy shit that Stephen King threw into the book. Just, just pure, just Stephen King high on cocaine, just throwing whatever he's in there. I want, I want space <laughs> turtles. I want alternate universes. I want all that crazy it lore in here somewhere if it's going to be that length, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm really impressed with the marketing on this because I feel like they've basically just showed us nothing. They just showed that hey, all the kids have grown up and they're back in dairy, and the and Pennywise is back, and that's kind of where it is, and so that's that's just kind of cool. I really don't know where this movie is going to take us, and it, it's probably going to be fun. It's definitely a solid kickoff to the fall season.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, director Andy Muschietti, he uh actually got tapped today and or, well, he's been kind of uh stuck to this role for a while, but today he he made a statement that uh the flash is happening <laughs> and he is going to be moving forward directing that. So I think that's a little promising and uh, depending on how he does with uh, it chapter 2 here because I thought he did a fine job with the last film. It definitely had a, a clear vision of what they were trying to do. Depending on how he does here, that might change my excitement on the flash movie, but I think it's it's a little exciting for him uh to kind of have huge box office success with the it franchise and kind of it's opening a lot of doors for him, uh, so to speak.
1: Yeah, it's really, I really got kind of like what Warner brothers does with a lot of these like horror thriller directors. And they feel it kind of, it's, it feels like they have like a pipeline of like ready to go. Like they, they kind of work with them for a while and like mature them a little bit. We saw it first with James Wan, who's just kind of like the, like the master of horror films now, really. And as far as just super wide releases go and david f sandberg shortly after that who went on to do uh, shazam earlier this year so it kind of feels like the same way where they've just kind of been working with muschietti and keeping him happy keep him in the family you know so you can do all their other big important projects so yeah really really good job for him he's certainly i got he's certainly have a ton of
0: paychecks and do some weird indie films afterwards maybe who knows yeah for sure for sure uh so the weekend after that we're going to see hustlers drama and Hustlers is a very interesting, interesting film uh, We have Jennifer Lopez in here Cardi B, Lizzo, Continence Wu. Very interesting cast being thrown into this film And it's actually based off a uh, New York Magazine article By uh, Jessica Pressler And it's about um, strippers that band together And turn tables on their Wall Street clients And you know what, this is a movie that I, I don't really know what to make of it as of right now um, but something about it just—it's intriguing. Uh, what's your take on uh, Hustlers?
1: Yeah, I'm the same way. It, this movie is just kind of bizarre when you look at the the cast for it. It's Jennifer Lopez, Cardi B, Lizzo, Constance Wu, Lily Reinhardt, as well. It's just like, what is this? Like, I, it's just such a weird, like, just group of individuals coming together. But I don't know. I'm really interested to see what it is that there's like, there's some. There's a little bit of buzz for it early. That it's actually pretty good. I thought it was going to be kind of in the lane of just pretty trashy, but highly entertaining with fun um, personalities involved type of thing. But who knows? And it's it's playing at a few festivals. I believe it's premiering at TIFF, uh, which is kind of cool to see for this kind of movie. So I'm. It's very interesting. It's we don't get a lot of these kind of crime stories where it's. Like the lovable lovable criminals and we get to hang out with them. I feel like this is more of like a 90s movie that somehow made its way into 2019. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, for sure. And one thing that kind of makes this movie a little bit more promising in my eyes is that it is rated R. And I don't think they're going to hold back with some of the stuff. I think they're really going to um, go for it. And the director here, uh, Lorene, uh, uh Scafaria, I don't really know much. Uh, about her um not a lot of her projects uh pop out to me but for the most part i think this is going to be a uh ensemble cast driven film and it'll be interesting to kind of see these actresses and what they can do kind of in these roles so i, I think it's really going to be on their shoulders and especially jennifer uh, lopez to really ignite the rest of the cast and kind of make this one an exciting one but yeah it's definitely an interesting film uh, so that drops september 13th and as you said it does get a tiff premiere as well so it's going to be going to be a pretty exciting uh, release there, Hustlers. Uh, September 20th, there are a few uh, other bigger releases. The first one I want to touch on here is uh, James Gray's Ad Astra starring Brad Pitt. I know you're excited for that one. I'm super excited for that one. Space films are always pretty interesting. The trailer's been great. This is a movie that's had some interesting um, developments over the past year to two years. Um, a couple of release date changes. Uh, but it seems like there's some positive buzz out of the Venice Film Festival, so that really makes me um a little bit more excited for this movie you're definitely interested uh I'll, I'll let you talk a little bit about ad astra
1: yeah i'm i'm all in after kind of the initial buzz has come through this movie's actually really great um i was really nervous with all those release date changes just september 20th is just kind of an odd time for a movie like this to come out you'd think this might be like a summer movie or maybe a big awards movie later on but I don't know. I was getting flashbacks to the predator last year, which felt like it had all these great like little parts to it and a great director, great cast, but it was just kind of a mess. And I was, I was nervous. And it's also coming from Fox and we all know that Fox is dealing with Disney and there's just a bunch of upheaval there. So I was really nervous, but um, I'm really excited to hear this movie is really good. Apparently Brad Pitt does it again, continues his streak, really, really great 2019. It looks like it's going to be for him. Uh, Really cool. I think James Gray is a really interesting director. He made The Lost City of Z a few years ago, which is probably one of the more slept on movies of the last uh, few years. It's It was, had an amazing cast. a uh, Really interesting story. Uh, I'm just really looking forward to this movie. It looks like it's capturing daddy issues and just <laughs> the idea, in space, which is just really fascinating to me. Uh, I can't wait. This movie looks really cool.
0: Yeah, for sure, and uh, I mean, what better uh, father-son combo? I mean, Tommy Lee Jones, Brad Pitt, that's pretty exciting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for sure, I'm definitely definitely down for this film, definitely very excited. Also, September 20th, we're going to see the uh, Downton Abbey film come out. I know the TV show's been done for a few years. This is a uh, massive kind of TV show uh, for for certain audiences. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the franchise. I don't really know much about it. I know here and there, and I have some relatives that watch the show um the movie is bringing back all the cast from the show um and the creator of the show's on to produce this movie i don't know too much about it but i thought it had an interesting trailer i don't know if i'm invested enough to see the actual movie but i have no doubts that this is going to be a big hit at the box office um especially with people that love the show um are you familiar with the uh, downton abbey at all
1: <laughs> i have I have no prior relationship to Downton Abbey whatsoever. Uh, All I know is that it's basically just like the most comforting, like British drama there is. It's just Mm -hmm. people, people just kind of watch it. It makes them feel happy. And that's kind of what the movie trailer feels like. Uh, It's just kind of feels like people just kind of cheery dealing with issues and being happy that they're in a really cool mansion um (laughs) i feel like people who actually watch the show are like getting really gonna be really bitter at me for just kind of talking so generically about this but yeah i don't (laughs) i don't really have much of a relationship with this but it looks it looks cute and i think that's kind of what the fans of the show want so hey why not it's fun
0: Yeah, for sure. Not much to say there, but yes, for sure. This is a massive uh, television hit just a few years ago, so I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye out on the box office for this movie. I feel like Ad Astra is definitely a film that's going to have some pull at the box office, but Downton Abbey is a film that is going to make some splash, uh, especially over in the UK. Um, we're also going to see uh, Rambo Last Blood, I believe, drop uh, that weekend of the September 20th. Are you a fan of the Rambo franchise?
1: Um, It's just... It's such a weird franchise, because uh, the first movie is such a strong anti-war movie, then by like the last one, he's just on the back of a tank just mowing people down. Um, it's just so weird. Um I really like Stallone. I think that kinda goes without saying, but um it's incredibly uneven as a franchise, but it's always pretty watchable. So I I'm kinda just hoping for the same here. I don't really I have Zero expectations for it. I mean, it had Old Town Rune in the trailer, which was great. <laughs> that's, but that's about it. I don't really – I have zero expectations. I'm just kind of hoping that it isn't the worst.
0: So I don't know. We'll see. So this is the fifth Rambo movie. It is uh, titled Last Blood, and it is the first Rambo movie since uh, 2008. Is it the last for sure? What do you think?
1: I'm really looking forward to Last Blood Part 2. <laughs> to kinda <of> go in <laughs> in line with uh, first blood part two. Um I I would I would have to think so, right? Stallone's getting up there in years. Um still looks great for his age, but I mean like God, like, how old is he now? In his seventies, sixties? I have no idea. Um I feel like this is just gonna be like maybe his last send off to what we knew of Stallone for all those years as, like the the action star that we love. But um yeah, I think after this it's it'd be Probably pretty smart to call quits. I uh, definitely
0: agree there. <laughs> um, so then we move into September 27th, kind of wrapping up the month of September. Some interesting uh, releases that weekend. Judy, the biopic about Judy Garland, uh, comes out in September the 27th. Um, are you a fan of uh, Renee Zellweger? Is this a film that you're looking into? Uh, I, I personally enjoyed the trailer. I'm looking forward to this film. I'm a big fan personally of biopics when they're done right. So... Um, I'm definitely excited for this. Uh, what's kind of your feel tor- towards it?
1: I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm so I'm so far out on this movie. Um, I like Renee Zellweger. I think she's really fun as an actress, but this just kind of screams Oscar bait to me. Uh, I was kind of the opposite. Uh, the trailer didn't do anything for me. It was just kind of uh, somewhere over the rainbow as like slow motion shots occurred. Um, and I really haven't seen anything else for this movie, which is really interesting. And what makes me wonder if they're Hiding anything? Considering it's less than a month though this movie comes out, um, just very strange. Uh, I'm just I don't know. It's it really screams Oscar bait to me. That's that's oh well, here's an actress that you like who hasn't really been around in a while who's playing an important person from movies history. Um, I don't know. It's I mean I'm gonna see it because I see just about everything, but I'm not I'm not very I'm not very enthused about it at all.
0: Alright, I definitely see where you're coming from, but I, I hope they do stake the landing with this movie. Uh, Rupert Gould, who is the director, he's kind of making a big jump to film here. I mean, he's he's done a few smaller uh, TV things in the past, but he's mostly a theater director, um, so so I don't know how, how that's going to turn out with him behind the camera, but I'm definitely down for giving him a shot. He's had a huge, a long, successful career in theater, so it'll be interesting to kind of see what he brings to the table here with Judy. That's September 27th. Also, On September 27th, we're going to see some limited release for a Netflix film, which will drop on Netflix on October the 18th, but it's going to get limited theater release on the 27th of September, and that's The Laundromat, Steven Soderbergh, Meryl Streep, uh, Gary Oldman acting in this. Uh, Are you excited for this film? The trailer did drop yesterday, and it was pretty fantastic. Uh, What's your uh, mood towards this movie?
1: I'm in. I am so in on this one. Um, There's Meryl Streep in a bucket hat for days. That's all I need in this world. It looks <laughs> looks great. Um, Gary Oldman's hamming it up. Just looks fantastic. You got Antonio Banderas, too, who yeah. looks to be a pretty big contender this year in terms of awards. Because w- he's also in uh, Pain and Glory. Um, the new Almodovar film, which is apparently one of his best performances of his career. So um, it's kind of the season of Banderas, I guess. But yeah, the laundromat looks really fun. It's Soderbergh back in his element. It, it looks like he ditched the the iPhone um, <laughs> kind of shtick that he was doing with his last, with High Flying Bird and Unsane, where he was working, kind of just work shooting with iPhones the entire time. Um, or maybe just iPhones have gotten demonstratively better since he filmed those two movies, because um, it, it just looks very slick and very... Ocean's Eleven-y. It looks really fun, and it's it kind of in that same line, too, where it's kind of criminals up to no good doing fun things. Um, this looks like a really fun time, and it's this is kind of when Soderbergh is at his best, so I'm very excited for it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Gary Oldman's always great, and Robert Patrick's in this movie as well. It's always great to bring back. Uh, one of the old Terminators. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, th- this this is definitely a really, really interesting one. The, the trailer has so much energy, and uh, I'm really excited for this. And this is kind of the first one where, uh, where Netflix is kind of bringing their bringing their uh, big guns this fall because they're dropping a lot of films this year that might be awards contenders. I- I'm pretty interested in seeing how all this plays out. I mean, last year, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs did, did pretty well in awards season. Roma, as everyone knows, was a huge hit. It seems like they're they're bringing out even more this year, and they're really doubling down on what they're trying to do. Um, what's your take on that? And do you think this is the right path for Netflix?
1: It's really interesting, isn't it? Because we, I mean, we're going to go through it soon. but We have a ton of, we have a Noah Baumbach movie, a Scorsese movie that's apparently ten hours long, <laughs> um, and The King as well. Like they're really going for it. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's. Throughout the year, you're going to see them release uh, a six a sextuplets where Marlon Wayans plays six different characters and it's terrible, or you're going to have Brenda Song in a weird thriller. Um, shout out to anybody who watched Secret Obsession. that's <laughs> just, just one of the worst movies of this year, anyway. Um, but yeah, it's Netflix is really going after that Oscar. They're they're trying very very hard to do it, and I feel like it's one of those things where they feel like they will finally be totally legitimate in the eyes of other studios in Hollywood once they win that Best Picture Oscar or just go go home with a ton of awards um, at the Oscars. Um, so I think they're, they're really going for broke. And there was even another movie that was supposed to come out uh, this year. It's called The Last Thing He Wanted, which stars Ben Affleck and Anne Hathaway. And it's directed by Dee Reese, who did Mudbound a few years ago, which was actually pushed until next year because of the slate that they have this year. Ah, uh, which makes sense because they probably have what, maybe four or five movies that are that are probably going to contend for awards, or they're, or at least they're going to try to push for it. So, um, really interesting stuff here. Um, who knows? I I don't know if it's going to be worth it financially, but hey, Netflix, do what you got to do.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think this kind of, I, I think at some point. I mean, I know that The Irishman cost a bazillion dollars to make, but I think at some point. Um, they might become one of the more, maybe even the most diverse studio in terms of filmmaking. Um, As you said, there's a lot of kind of (laughs) crappy, just throw it on movies on Netflix. Um, We're starting to see a little bit more uh, of action thrillers drop on Netflix. We saw a couple of those this year. Triple Frontier was one of them. Um, Now we're kind of seeing some more uh, heavy, heavy hearted uh, uh, kind of awards contending films dropping on Netflix. I think that the next step probably has to be um and it might be harder because these are films that typically do better in theaters people want to see it on the big screen but kind of bigger blockbuster action films I think that there is the one uh Red Notice I I believe it's called uh with Dwayne Johnson Mm -hmm. and Ryan Reynolds I think that's more of a bigger budgeted film that's going to be on Netflix I believe it was dropped Netflix picked it up um but I think they will become one of the more diverse studios in terms of filmmaking over the upcoming years. And this is a huge step towards that. I, I'm all for doing, I think it's a pretty good, a pretty good move for them. And as you said, I, I think you're completely right. They're just trying to look a hundred percent legitimate in the eyes of all the other studios. And I, and after Roma last year, they're definitely getting really close. Um, this year, depending on how these films turn out, they might seal the deal.
1: Yeah. the, kind of the recurring theme here is that Netflix is just overpaying for a lot of talent. Uh, and I think the idea there is to just kind of getting the good graces of a lot of the better talents in Hollywood. Cause there's just been some where it's the, the final product of the film clearly hasn't been the issue for Netflix as far as it's just been kind of being, get, becoming buddies with really interesting filmmakers out there. Like we had mute by, um, I can't remember the guy who did Warcraft uh, just, just really bad movie and they're just they're just they're just trying to save a lot of like these passion projects i mean the um the irishman was saved from paramount because of just the budget just going crazy and i mean no one was going to pay alfonso coron the money that netflix was for roma to get that movie made um so yeah they're they're doing their best just to kind of become sort of a factory for all these great auteurs and i mean that's pretty smart i mean considering when you can go when all these filmmakers filmmakers can go to warner brothers or paramount or A24, all these places have really good reputations with creators and i mean that's just kind of smart business i mean in ter- maybe in a long-term play but yeah it's definitely costing a pretty penny so that's just something interesting to watch out for as we get 10 billion streaming uh, services in the next few years. Uh, it's it's really interesting. The streaming wars never stop.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so moving now into October, the first kind of big release on October the 4th. This is a film that's premiering pretty soon at Venice. It's going to drop a tiff, too. It's a highly anticipated movie uh, kind of for the fall movie season, and that is Joker, Todd Phillips' Joker, starring Joaquin Phoenix. You've all heard of it. Um, this is a film that I'm quite excited for. I think both trailers have been pretty fantastic. I don't know. This is this is a movie that I'm really, really amped to see. And I don't know how the public's going to react to this. I mean, it's an R-rated Joker movie. Um, but I think it's the right move. I think this is um, a smart move uh, by Warner Brothers. I think this was a really interesting, interesting way to go with the character. Um, is this a film that you're interested in? Is this a film that you're excited for?
1: I am... After watching the second trailer, I cannot wait for this movie. This is probably one of my most anticipated movies of the fall, um, just because it's so obvious after watching the second trailer and listening to Todd Phillips talk about the movie that this isn't a comic book movie like at all. They're just kind of using the Joker character to kind of just form this this drama about a man who's breaking down before our very eyes. And I mean, you watch the trailer and it's very obviously a callback to the King of Comedy where... Now, just Robert De Niro is the is the Jerry Lewis character on on TV. Uh, It just it looks really cool, and it's just very different from all the other movies we've seen. The cinematography just looks pretty outstanding. Uh, I feel like this is going to be the trend, depending on if this movie succeeds or not. That a lot of people or a lot of companies might use IP to kind of make these really interesting dramas, and that's kind of how maybe that's how the the middle the middle movie the 50 to $60 million movie comes back where they just kind of, they just Trojan horse some drama f- what, and by showing us all like a really famous character. Uh, it's, I am very excited to see it. it. Just Joaquin Phoenix being weird. I'm just all here for. <laughs> um, and I think that's, I think Todd Phillips said as much morning, the quote doesn't really make sense when you think about it, but he's like, I, I didn't want to bring Joaquin into the Joker universe. I wanted to bring the, the Joker into the Joaquin universe, which, Basically means it's just a Joaquin movie, and he's just using the Joker character. But um, yeah, I am very excited for this movie. It looks great, um, really interesting, and I'm sure it's probably going to be the hot button issue too. It looks like it might be a little divisive considering our subject matter. Uh, I'm, but I am just very excited. I can't wait to talk about it when it comes out.
0: Yeah, for sure. This is probably my most anticipated film of the year uh, moving forward. Um, the trailers, yeah, they've been great, and I- I'm just so stoked to see what they bring to the table with this movie uh, moving to the next weekend, October 11th, we're going to see a couple big releases, um, the first one being Ang Lee's Gemini Man uh, from Paramount um, Ang Lee has had an interesting career, I think for the most part he's a pretty well respected and pretty solid filmmaker um, in my eyes, and I think in most people's eyes he's had he's had definitely way more success than failure, and he's had some pretty huge hits in the past um, Gemini Man I don't know how this is going to turn out. I think that you have a pretty interesting concept here. I thought the trailers were um, good, but I also felt, uh, you know what? The trailer to me, it, it took a couple of watches before I really enjoyed it. I think the first few times I saw it, I, it was kind of borderline cheesy. And then then the more kind of I thought about the, the concept and how interesting it might be, I thought it was, it's going to be hopefully a good movie. I'm looking forward to it now. Uh, Gemini Man, what's your thoughts?
1: Um, I kind of got Face Off vibes in here. Um, it's, it kind of felt like a throwback to like a '90s, just super, not cheesy, but kind of very over the top action movie with that's very high concept. Um, and it's just two Will Smiths beating the shit out of each other, which is just—it's a great ego ego play by Will Smith, by the way. Just really funny there. But um, yeah, I'm—it's—I'm cautiously interested. I guess is the way I would describe it because I don't think this movie looks very good. Uh, but it looks entertaining in that way. Um, you know, Clive Owen being a bad guy and Mary Elizabeth Winstead just chilling, helping out Will Smith as he's fighting himself. Um, this movie just looks kind of stupid. And I, <laughs> I and, but I, I have a feeling because it's a- Ang Lee, who's just a really interesting filmmaker and probably one of the more underrated ones of recent times. I'm broke back mountains. Kind of incredible. Um, he's made some really interesting movies and really kind of just worked with technology in very interesting ways throughout his films. Uh, but yeah, I, this movie is, I have a feeling this could be like one of the bigger flops of the fall season because the budget is like over a hundred, hundred million. hundred million paramounts just throwing money everywhere just to kind of try to see what sticks. Um, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> it's coming out in a crowded weekend too. And there's a lot of the joke jokers coming out before it. And we have other interesting movies coming out afterwards. Um, i don't know i think this is like the biggest wild card of this fall season where it this movie could be terrible and and flop or it could be terrible do really well or could be great and either flop or, or do really well i've I, i've i have no read on it whatsoever i just know that will smith hasn't just, hasn't had a very good track record in recent years i can't really recall what the last good will smith movie was was it like i don't know maybe i'm not a huge fan of it but maybe i am legend all the way back in what was that oh seven i'm um, I don't really know. So that's just something to track here. But yeah, it's it's very odd. A very interesting one that I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, so, it's so weird. I don't really have a read on it at all.
0: I think the first step in the right direction was not uh, casting Jaden Smith as the young version.
1: <laughs> yeah very very smart keep him away from this movie
0: <laughs> um so so one of the other kind of bigger releases that weekend is the adams family the animated film uh that's a movie that i thought the promotional uh material has been really solid so far um you have some pretty interesting directors behind this movie um are you a big fan of the adams family in general uh and are you interested in this movie
1: um i i would say i don't really have like the like the strongest attachment with the Adams family, but it's one of those things where if it's on and it, I will enjoy the I will enjoy the hell out of it. It's it's just really fun. It's like a fun way to introduce kind of just gross and horry things to younger kids and things like that. And it's really playful and fun. Um, and that's kind of like what this movie looks like. I think this. The Adams Family is like a really interesting idea to throw into animation because you can do really fun stuff with all the, all the creatures and all the fun things they run into. So I really like the concept for this film and the trailers look fun too. It's it looks silly and um, self-referential, but yeah, like the cast is really fun here. We got like Oscar Isaac and Charlize Theron and Clay Grace Moretz and Finn Wolfhard and Snoop Dogg's in there too, and Elsie Fisher from Eighth Grade. Allison Janney, Nick Kroll, too, like Bette Midler, like just even like Martin Short, too. Like, there's just so many people in this movie, which is, I feel like it's kind of the norm for animated movies now where it's just to put in as many voices as possible. But that'll just add to the fun of this when you have a lot of great actors who can really inflect really well. Um, But this looks really fun and it looks cute. And I think this is could could be like a fun Adam's family for a new generation type of deal.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, the director, uh, Uh, There's two of them, but kind of the main one behind this, Conrad Vernon, he's had a pretty interesting career. Um, You go all the way back, he directed Shrek 2, which was a pretty damn good movie. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I I enjoyed Shrek 2, personally. Uh, The first two, I think, are great in that franchise. Uh, The internet
1: internet would agree with you there, sir.
0: (laughs) Yep. Uh, Monsters vs. Aliens, he did. Uh, Madagascar 3, which I think was a miss uh he did sausage party too which is pretty interesting he's had a pretty weird career in terms of animation he's kind of been all over the place and he's doing the adams family um so so i think i think he got some interesting uh, minds behind this movie as well and as you said i think that cast uh that cast looks great and i think they're gonna have a lot of fun uh the next kind of big release that weekend um it's actually a netflix release uh so it's el camino it's the breaking bad spin-off movie um Aaron Paul's back as Jesse Pinkman, and it's going to be an interesting kind of look at what takes place after um, the the uh, events of Breaking Bad. Um, personally, this is a film that I don't see as necessary. I think that Breaking Bad was really good on its own and wrapped up well. But that being said, I'm a huge fan of the spin-off series Better Call Saul, and I think Vince Gilligan and his crew have done a great job with that. So I have no um, doubts about how good this movie can be. I think this can be a, a really great movie. Vince Gilligan has an incredible mind and what he did with Breaking Bad was spectacular. Better Call Saul is not quite there, but it's it's a really good spinoff series. So I have no doubts about how good this movie could be. I just don't know if we need it. It might kind of be one of those Toy Story Four situations where you're nervous. You don't really um you don't really feel like you need the movie. you feel like you've had enough. But it turns out to be really great anyways. So I'm interested in that. That's dropping on Netflix and also um, premiering on AMC where Breaking Bad obviously played for many years. Um, so yeah, that that drops on October the 11th. Uh, kind of moving on to another major Netflix release that weekend. Um, it actually drops on Netflix November the 1st, but it gets a limited theater release on October the 11th. And that is The King starring timothy chalamet robert pattinson joel edgerton lily rose depp ben mendelson i know this is a movie that you're pretty excited for so i'm gonna let you talk a little bit about the king uh
1: i think this is just this is the first movie where it feels like chalamet is kind of branching out into adulthood i mean he's the king so it makes sense there but it just feels like a very strong and mature performance for him just from the trailer uh this movie looks really cool um Joel Edgerton is helping uh, David Michaud with the writing duties in this one. Um, I really like Joel Edgerton as a creative force. I think he's really interesting and does a lot of weird and really just diverse things as a creator. So that's really cool. And I just really like this cast. Uh, I mean, it's kind of funny because we had Outlaw King last year from Netflix. And I just obviously this is a little different, uh, but it's just kind of interesting to have another King story from Netflix a year later. Basically, I think it's like the exact same release date. Uh, which is really interesting Uh, but this it looks really neat it's nice like throwback to Shakespeare stories I feel like I think this is like an amalgamation of three different um, Shakespeare stories thrown together uh, for the Henry Henry V kind of legend there but I this movie looks really just just not depressing but it has a lot of of weight and a lot of thought behind it um, and I'm I'm kind of here for anything that Timothy Chalamet does at this point um, I think he's the next uh, Leo DiCaprio I think he's really great and he's one of the few young actors who has any pull in this industry um, so I this looks really interesting to me and you got Robert Pattinson in there too with a wig and Ben Mendelsohn just roaming around in the background uh, looks I, I'm very intrigued for this what
0: this may have to offer oh for sure i think timothy chalamet he's all over the place now and um i think that we're going to be seeing him for a long long time but he is he is all over the place i mean little women this year dune next year he's in uh, wes anderson's next movie as well which i think might be coming out next year we don't have a set date on that but that's coming out at some point soon so he he's really branching out and he's going to be all over the place over the next few years and rightfully so i mean he's really kind of as you said the next Big thing in the industry, and it's kind of exciting to see see him sort of start to branch out here with the King. So that uh, has a limited theater release on October the 11th, and will drop on Netflix November the first. Uh, so the weekend after that, October the 18th, we have a few pretty big releases here. It's an interesting weekend because you have Maleficent, the Mistress of Evil, you have Jojo Rabbit, and you have the Zombieland sequel, Zombieland Double Tap. I think you have a little bit for everyone in this weekend. Um, Maleficent, Mist- Maleficent mistress of evil is a film that um, I don't know what to make of it at this point. Um, it, it's interesting that they're, that Disney's starting to branch out with these live action takes on some of their older characters. I know that there was reportedly rumors of them looking into an Aladdin sequel, which I hope never comes out. <laughs> um, I understand kind of the, the thought of making a sequel on this because it, the first one's not a direct remake of, um, original source material, so I understand to some extent, but I don't know. What, what do you make of Maleficent? Uh, Maleficent two?
1: I I don't care, <laughs> like at all. Um, I I remember watching the first Maleficent. Um, the only thing I remember about it is that I didn't like it. Uh, I, don't, I remember nothing else. Um, this movie just kind of feels like a ploy for Disney to kind of just build up its library for Disney Plus. I don't really. Was anyone asking for this movie? It's one. Of the, it's like a delayed sequel that no one asked for to a movie that no one really liked. Um, it's really weird, and it just—it doesn't look very good. It just looks like a CGI splat throughout the entire thing. I was getting horrible flashbacks to the Tim Burton, Tim Alice in Wonderland movies there for a second, um, just in, in terms of its color palette and cinematography. I—I um, I just don't care. Um, if you—if you, if you want to go see this movie, sure. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue about it it with you but I just I just don't care at all and I think this along with Gemini man I think this has a really good possibility of being another big flop in this fall season
0: so the first film made about 750 million dollars and I do see where you're coming from kind of saying this might flop it's definitely going to need to make a lot of money to break even and make a lot of profits so 750 would probably be a spot that they'd want to hit with this movie too do you really think that it could bomb that bad
1: I I mean I'm we're looking at the at the schedule and we have Gemini Man before I mean we've kind of talked about that how that's kind of iffy and we have a lot of other interesting stuff too like Adam's Family seems to be a good like a kind of dig into the audience for this one it's a little it's it's pleasant horror it's not it's for it's definitely for younger audiences but there's definitely like a horror vibe to both of those movies and after that we have terminator dark fate um kind of coming up soon afterwards uh, i don't it's kind of one of those things where i thought i thought about the um, alice through the looking glass as well with this movie where it's the delayed sequel to the movie that no one was really ever into but the first movie did really really well and it was kind of in the time when 3d was kind of like propping up a lot of these grosses. Um, I don't know if Maleficent was that big in 3D as far as Alice in Wonderland was, but you never know. I feel like it came out in that same time period, so I feel like that's definitely a possibility there. But um, yeah, I just there's just no pulse for this or interest at all for this material. I just don't think I just don't think people care, (laughs) and we have some other so many other interesting things coming out in this fall season. I think it just could be swallowed up Uh, because there's always a few that really try to. There's, they just really try to break out and become that big blockbuster in the fall season, but it's just it's just crowded, and I just think this is one of those movies that has that chance.
0: Yeah, for sure, I can definitely see where you're coming from there. Um, the other another big release that weekend is Taika Waititi's Jojo Rabbit. That's a pretty interesting one. I know we talked a little bit about that in one of the recent uh, episodes, but I'd love to kind of reinvigorate the hype for this movie because it looks pretty interesting, it looks pretty good, you have a pretty good cast here, Rebel Wilson, Sam Rockwell, obviously Taika Waititi, Stephen Merchant, Scarlett Johansson, pretty interesting group of people kind of coming together for this film, it's going to drop uh, at TIFF pretty soon and then October 18th it's going to get its uh, wide release, so that, this is this is an interesting kind of concept um, I know you're excited uh, how excited are you? Uh,
1: I, I just love Taika Waititi He's my—he's like one of my favorite people in Hollywood. He's just to me—he's just so goofy, and everything he does is just—it's just so silly, and I just can't help but laugh at it, even if it's just really dumb. Uh, but I just really can't—I really can't wait for this movie. It's—I feel like it's one of the few movies that's kind of just pushing boundaries as a comedy these days. Which I mean, co- comedy's kind of been in a weird spot for a couple years, where there hasn't been a lot of great studio. Co- comedies out i mean even game night didn't do very great at the box office even if, if it was really fun um, this movie just looks really silly and i think it ha- but it also has something on its mind which i think is really interesting um but yeah it's it's taika it's scarlett johansson all these other sam rockwell all these other great people that you mentioned um it looks hilarious fox Searchlight is releasing it um which i'm just always interested in whatever they do so um, it's it just looks really really stupid and, irrele- and irreverent and I I'm just really excited for that kind of movie.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I'm definitely looking forward to this one as well. I'm I'm looking forward to see kind of as you said, kind of pushing the boundaries a little bit and also kind of having something on its mind, something to say. And anti hate satire is what he's billing this movie as. So so that's that's a pretty exciting concept. Uh, Zombieland Double Tap also drops that weekend. The sequel to Zombieland. Um, this is one that I'm pretty excited for, just because I enjoyed the first film a lot. I hope that this movie is just a fun, enjoyable time. I don't need too much. I just want to have some fun watching this movie. Um, were you a fan of the first film? I probably have asked you this, but refresh for me.
1: Yeah, the Zombieland's fun. It's it, I think it's one of those movies that has like a rare, like close to like hundred percent approval rating. Like I don't think I've ever talked to anybody that was like, yeah, Zombieland, Zombieland fucking sucks. <laughs> like I like just everyone likes that movie. Uh, and the, so it makes sense for a sequel to come out. I mean, I feel like it's a little delayed. Um, it's definitely hitting one of the, well, the iron is cold in that sense, but that's just kind of Sony for you. Um, that's a whole other podcast for me <laughs> talking about Sony, but uh, yeah, this, the trailer looks fun. Uh, Woody Harrelson doing Woody Harrelson things and Emma Stone is delightful. And Jesse Eisenberg is also just great. Um, Abigail Breslin's really fun too. So if they can just capture that, in, that, that dynamic of the group that they had in the first movie, then that's kind of all you need from a movie like this, and that, that's just kind of what I'm hoping for. It looks, it looks fun, and that's all I need. But um, one thing that's really interesting that I want to throw back to you is: is, is this the one big Halloween movie? Because I don't really see any big horror movies coming out. I mean, we have Halloween coming out next year, but there's it doesn't feel like there's like a big or even just interesting horror movie coming out, which feels weird, right?
0: Yeah, no, I I definitely uh, definitely see what you're saying there. Um, I know that we've had. I remember kind of back in the winter, heading into spring. I thought that this would kind of be the year of horror, just considering what was dropping. Um, I'm trying to think back to that time. Uh, I know we had Us that came out, but that was that was a while back. Um, Maha had a pretty interesting first trailer. <laughs> People were excited for it, but that didn't turn out uh, that great. Brightburn also was an interesting film that didn't turn out that great in most people's eyes um uh, midsummer came out obviously a few uh last month and uh that's kind of done and gone so yeah i I don't really know if there's going to be too much in terms of the big halloween movie this year i know uh the shining sequel dr sleep will come out but that will be more of um that'll be more of into november so so it's going to be um going to be interesting to kind of see see what what happens uh In in terms of just horror films, maybe we'll see some random one drop. I know The Lighthouse will probably get some sort of wide release date at some point, but that's not going to expand. I I don't think that'll expand to 3,000, 4,000 theaters. Um, So, yeah, this might be that Halloween movie. Kind of weird, but this might be it. Um, So after that, November 1st, we're going to see Terminator Dark Fate. Uh, This is a film that they're trying to re- reignite the franchise here with the fifth terminator movie i thought the trailer had some some enjoyable moments in it um bringing back arnold um bringing back uh we got sarah connor returning in here i I don't know for sure i think that this franchise has lost me but i i'm obviously intrigued just because um james cameron is back to produce this thing i don't know in what capacity um but you know this this is a movie that uh I hope it's good, but I have almost no expectations. How about you? Yeah,
1: I'm the same way. This kind of feels like the last gasp of this Terminator franchise as currently constructed. I mean after I mean, this is kind of doing the same thing that Halloween did where it's uh, forget about those movies that suck and we're just gonna do a direct sequels sequel to the ones you really like. Um, which which I think is a really good idea, but also if like that fails and it's like what what plan is there? Like there is literally no other alternative than just like sitting on Terminator for a while and then maybe rebooting it totally in, like, 20 years. I mean, that's really about it. Um, but really interesting director, Tim Miller, I think is really fun. And him, James Cameron and him were, were kind of working on the plans for this movie for quite a long time. So I think there's some interesting things uh, in this movie that it's hiding that we'll kind of get to see there. But, um, yeah, it's it's not really... I, we're at this point now where it's Terminator, you, get, you have to kind of win us back we, you, we we're not going to embrace you with open arms you've heard us too many times uh, you really need to do something special so i mean it's going to be interesting and i'm definitely i mean obviously i'm going to go see it but um i don't know it's it's another one of these that could be a a, a big hit or miss type of movie uh, i really don't have much of a feel for what people are interested in with it or if they're interested at all um i have i have no idea
0: at all yeah for sure and i mean when, when you think about it i mean in addition to Linda Hamilton and Arnold Edward Furlong's back is John Connor as well. And Tim Miller, as you said, solid director. Um, he's a fun director. And I think that the potential is there to, to make this movie, uh, good. Um, I think that the movie does have potential, but I'm not going into it. I don't think I'm going to be going into it really expecting it to blow me away. I'm just going to kind of, uh, see what it has to offer. And I think that might be a, a good thing for this franchise.
1: Yeah. I'm- It's just one of those things where you got to do something really inventive at this point. Like if if, it it can't just be like a solid, like pretty standard movie, because that's just not going to ignite the excitement that you need to kind of redo this franchise on the fly. Um, It has to be something special, which is (laughs) that's just a tough bar to set for yourself in blockbuster filmmaking.
0: Yeah, for sure. The other uh, kind of release that weekend, it's a limited release. It's going to get its uh, Netflix uh, debut November the 27th. That's Martin Scorsese's The Irishman. We're going to see Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, um, the return of Joe Pesci. This is a very, very promising movie. The trailer was very good. Um, I still don't really know how everything's going to turn out with the de-aging and the CGI. The trailer, I couldn't quite tell how what my mood was towards it. Um, but yes, as you said, this movie is three hours and 30 minutes long. I think that's quite interesting, quite cool. Um, and I think Scorsese and and his and his crew here um, of De Niro, Pacino, and Pesci. I think they're coming out for one. I, I don't think they'll be doing a movie together again after this. I think this might be the last big thing from from that kind of crew. Um, Scorsese is going to direct more movies, but I think this might be their last kind of go at it together. With his kind of gang that he's made so many movies with, I'm really excited for this movie. The trailer, as I said, was good, um, and just the fact that it's three hours and thirty minutes long. I think he's going to have the utmost creative control over this movie, um, and that's kind of probably one of the benefits of having Netflix as the distributor.
1: Yeah, I, I've even heard reports that it's even pushing four hours too, and it's maybe near three forty-five, which is just—I mean, it's a—it's a mob movie directed by Scorsese, so I'm just—I'm in for for as many hours as it wants to be um he's just one of the few filmmakers that if he makes a movie that's 10 hours long i'd be like sure i'm i'm here for all of it i scorsese i think he's deserved every right to make that kind of movie and um it's i can't wait i mean yeah like the one thing here is like is that de-aging going to be distracting um it looks from the trailer that they're kind of just de-aging them to like Maybe like 15 years ago, it looks Pacino looks like he's like in mid 2000s, like maybe like around like 2004, 2005 form. Um, just who knows? It's maybe, maybe they do it, maybe they pull it off. Who knows? Um, I, I, you can't doubt Scorsese at this point. Um, Silence, even though no one saw it a few, a few years ago, was really great, one of my favorite movies of 2016, just a really solid thing. And he, he just keeps chugging along and. Then, Um, It's funny because I just actually just rewatched Jackie Brown recently and I'm just like, man, Robert De Niro is so fucking good. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just can't I just can't wait to see him in a movie again. And yeah, Harvey Keitel in there, too. And Ray Romano and Jim Norton um, is in there, too. (laughs) as Don Rickles, uh, which is just which is just incredible to me. Uh, So I'm I'm in. It's The Irishman. Uh, It's just it's another one where Netflix is bringing back a a strain of movie that we just don't see a lot of because there's no way that this movie as constructed would come out with for any other studio. It would probably be like two and a half hours at the most. Um, and that's really about it. But yeah, I just, it's really exciting to kind of see Scorsese do whatever he wants.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you could, you could definitely make the argument that he is the greatest director of all time. That's an argument that you could definitely make. Um, so, so to see him kind of be able to have full creative control over this and, uh, make it as long as he really wants i mean that's that's pretty pretty exciting in and of itself so that is going to be getting kind of a limited release on november the 1st it's not going to go to any big theater chains that news kind of broke recently um netflix couldn't reach a deal with the major theater chains so even scorsese couldn't bridge the gap there but you're going to see a lot of independent theaters uh pick this movie up and play it um they're they're still trying to reach a deal with a couple um more major theater chains but several have already said that they're not going to be playing this movie. Uh, So it's probably not going to be hitting 4,000 theaters, but we definitely will see this film um, in in probably more theaters than Roma played in, Um, but not quite a huge wide release. But it's going to drop on Netflix uh, November the 27th, and that's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, November the 6th, um, Marriage Story will get also a limited release. That's uh, Noah Baumbach's movie, also a Netflix movie. It will drop on streaming uh, December the 6th. I love how they kind of presented this movie with the trailers kind of showing two sides of the marriage with Adam driver and Scarlett Johansson. I know oh, they're super excited for this movie. So I'm going to let you take it away.
1: Yeah. I, I've been thinking about it and I think this, there's a strong possibility that this is my most anticipated movie of the fall season. Uh, I just, I just love Noah Baumbach so much. Um, I've, I've I've watched Francis Ha like multiple times in the past couple weeks. And just, and I've also watched the Meyerwood stories a lot recently. It's just, I just really love him and, what his vibe is. And he's just really interested in telling these character driven stories. And he just, he's just so great at setting scenes and having memorable di- pieces of dialogue. And I, I just can't get enough of it. So watch, seeing him just do a divorce movie. It's just, it's probably just going to be the most gut wrenching thing ever. And yeah, Adam driver in there. Who's probably one of the best actors working today. Uh, you can definitely make that argument and Scarlett Johansson. Really great to see here. not, doing anything black widow related uh, I just love seeing her act and I think we've kind of forgotten how good of an actress she she is in the past few years uh, but yeah this this just this movie looks just really great and it's really interesting it's got some real life entry because it's apparently about Bombax's relationship with Jennifer Jason Lee which didn't end very well so um, it's there's a, this is a rich text of a movie and I, I I'm just really really excited for it it's
0: quite um quite ambitious, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that as well. So that's going to be uh, hitting uh, Netflix on December the 6th with a limited uh, kind of theater release on November 6th. Uh, November 8th uh, is a pretty crowded weekend as well. We're going to see uh, Mike Flanagan's Doctor Sleep, the sequel to The Shining. Um, Ewan McGregor as Danny Torrance I think is good casting because I think Ewan McGregor is a terrific actor. Um, however, I could see this movie either being great or being awful, and I really want it to be great. Huge fan of The Shining. Um, uh, but I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting to kind of see a sequel so many years in the future. Uh, but, but, but what do you make of this movie?
1: Uh, and it's really interesting, right? Cause it's like, Oh, like a delayed sequel to one of the best movies, probably one of the best horror movies ever. It, it kind of feels like some sort of like play for box office or just money in general it feels a little cynical, but then, I mean, the, the story itself kind of follows that where, Danny is grown up, and it's many, many years later. So it makes it makes narrative sense that it's coming so far later down the road. Um, but I mean, it's Ewan McGregor, who I feel like is very picky with the roles he has. We don't see him a ton, and he's always in interesting things, even if the final product isn't tremendous. Um, but which I I am just very f- fascinated by this movie. I think Mike Flanagan is. I mean, he's right up there with James Wan. You can make the argument he's probably like the best mainstream horror director working right now between The Haunting of Hill House and all his Gerald's Game and um, uh, Ouija 2 and just all these other really interesting horror movies that he's made recently. Um, I'm I'm very intrigued. Uh, The trailer is really interesting and has a lot of fun callbacks to The Shining. And I feel like there's a lot of visual style to this thing that I think is going to be really fascinating. Yet Rebecca Ferguson being weird there as one of the villains
0: Um, i'm i'm in it looks interesting yeah for sure this is this is a movie that i'm i'm definitely uh skeptical of but you do have a pretty good director behind the camera there and mike flanagan and ewan mcgregor is a great actor as i said and i think that um, it has the potential and yeah the trailer was pretty great uh also that weekend we're gonna see last christmas come out last christmas um amelia clark is in this and uh Henry Golding is in this. He's he's really breaking out lately these last few years, especially since Crazy Rich Asians. Um, I thought the trailer was way too much. I don't know if you've seen the trailer. Um, uh, it, it was it pretty much showed everything in the movie.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm curious if there's some other twist going on here. I feel like the the internet and Twitter's gone crazy about like, oh, it's the George Michael song. So does it, is is he going to actually give her? um his heart to save her or is he been like is it one of those things where he's been a ghost this whole time or i feel like there's something more there but i i don't really know if that'll play out very well either um but in the other in another sense like it's paul feig who's i mean when he's not doing a ghostbusters movie he's a really great director he's just really fun and he's really good with character and he he's really good at genre hopping i mean in a simple favor and he did all the Spy and other Melissa McCarthy movies before that, and Bridesmaids. Um, this is kind of like one of the few movies that's it's where it's just two charming actors being super charming. Um, which I mean, that's not like the greatest like of achievements, but like it looks kind of fun. So I'm, it looks like Amelia Clark and uh, Henry Golding will have really good chemistry, and that might be all, th- that, might be all that people need for a movie like this.
0: Yeah, for sure. His his uh, kind of track record as the director has been, I think, mostly good. Um, Ghostbusters being probably one of the bigger stains on his track record. But he's he hasn't done too many movies. But Bridesmaids is a pretty well acclaimed movie. A Simple Favor was pretty solid. So uh, I don't know. I'm pretty interested to see what this movie's all about and what kind of maybe if there are if there are twists. Because I mean, we'll see we'll we'll see if there are twists. I hope there are because the trailer if not then it uh it's a mess. But uh another <laughs> release that weekend, a very expensive release, probably around 100 around 100 million dollar budget here. It's a um a war film directed by Roland Emmerich, uh Midway, and this is a director that always loves his big budget movies. Um are you uh a, a fan of him? Um are you looking forward to this movie?
1: Um I think I was a fan of him probably when he made Independence Day which I guess doesn't really make sense cuz that's like when I was born but <laughs> he just hasn't been very good for like many years I feel like and like his last movie I think his last movie was Independence Day 2 right which mm-hmm. was just like yep. like the worst like it was just terrible and I don't really understand how this guy got another 100 million dollar budget um I mean, I've this whole podcast. I've been kind of talking about like, oh, I don't know how this movie's going to do or how this one's going to do. But I, I know for a fact that Midway is probably going to be the movie that really bombs. Um, I mean, it's it looks like an over like a overly saccharine um, disaster movie, which is kind of just everything Roland Emmerich Role- does. And we have 1917 coming out later this year, which is another war movie, which just looks better <laughs> in every respect. Um, So I think this is one of those things that's just – it's just not – it's going to get swallowed up by all its competition.
0: Uh, Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And it's weird because this is a director that I think he's still getting all this money because he's he's had so many box office hits in the past. But it's been a long time since he's really been able to – make a ton of money at the box office but he always seems to get massive massive budgets for his movies i mean 2012 was a film that when i was younger i dug that movie when i was a kid (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i thought that special effects were great i'm like oh my gosh this is great to see this is this is so exciting um and scary but uh that's a movie that obviously hasn't aged great i mean I, I, i would still watch it now just as kind of a fun film to watch but that's a movie that he got 200 million dollars for it it made a ton of money but since then he really hasn't had many hits in terms of um box office i mean white house down he was given 150 million dollars that movie made barely over 200 million independence day resurgence um a budget of 165 didn't even make 400 million um made less money than the original even with all the inflation that's happened in the 20 years since the original when that movie released i mean that's just not great but he's still getting huge budgets i mean 100 million dollars for this movie i definitely agree it doesn't have any buzz um 1917's coming out i think that this movie's definitely going to crash and burn do you think that this movie affects 1917's box office at all
1: um i mean like maybe like maybe on the margins a little bit but i just think out of those two i think their people are more tuned into 1917. Like I feel like people, more people are just aware of that movie in general. Um, it's a Lionsgate movie, uh, Midway, and so they they sometimes have trouble generating buzz for their movies. Um, except, unless they're John Wick. <laughs> I mean, but other than that, it's like yeah, it's it's just a kind of a weird thing that I just it it just feels like it it really feels like a movie from the 1990s um, where it's just. It's the the wife that was waiting for the hero back home, and she's cleaning the dishes, and she sees, like, all the disaster happening around her. It just just feels very old-fashioned and not in a good way. Um, I'm just not really into it at all.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I think that most of his movies feel like 1990s. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. The next weekend after that, we're going to see uh, Charlie's Angels. Um, that's a movie that has gotten some buzz from the trailer. Looks like it might be fun. Um, I'm not too sure. Uh, wh- what do you make of Charlie's Angels? Um, it's. I think it's.
1: It's really interesting because I really like Kristen Stewart, but I feel like she's kind of in the same place as Robert Pattinson, where I feel like just the casual movie fan doesn't really know that she's gone on and done some really great work since Twilight. Um, but I, yeah, I don't really know if this movie is going to do very well. I mean Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks is directing it and her her last directorial project was I think Pitch Perfect 2 which was you could probably take it or leave it and I feel like I'll probably just take it or leave this film as well. It, 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 it looks fine. Uh, it's a lot of beautiful women coming together to be spies which could be really fun uh, but I it's got Noah Centineo too. It's like his first non-Netflix thing, probably <laughs> as far as I can remember. Um, but yeah, it, this movie just looks fine. It, I think it's a, it's another chance of just something that people might just pass on.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I think that if it if it kind of markets itself in the right way, I think it could catch a little bit of fire and and make a little bit of cash. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure of how, how this movie's going to do. We're going to have to wait a little bit to see that weekend. Also, a Ford v Ferrari is coming out. Christian Bale, Matt Damon. I'm pretty excited for that film. Um, I know you're pretty excited, too. Um, the trailer was great. And James Mangold, it's his first film since Logan, I believe. Um, so that's mm-hmm. going to be interesting. It's also getting some festival release dates in September. Uh, it's coming out, dropping in TIFF in September as well. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that movie. That's November the fifteenth. Uh, are you are you looking forward to Ford v Ferrari?
1: Yep. And this this movie, it looks like a like a very great like movie star vehicle where it's just really entertaining a list actors just being really good at what they do, and that's just being a great personality. Um, Christian Bale lost all of his vice weight already, which is just kind of crazy. I mm-hmm. hope I hope he's okay because that's just a lot of stress to put in your body. But yeah, it's just him being really just him really going for it and matt damon is just always great um yeah this this movie looks like a really fun kind of just like go america type of movie but in a good way um and just it looks it looks really fun and i'm really looking forward to this kind of it's definitely a prestige movie that it doesn't get made a lot anymore so it's that looks really cool i'm really looking forward to it
0: yeah for sure and that it's a movie that I really enjoyed the trailer. I think it'll be a good theater watch as well, and it could be a movie that may have some awards draw just in terms of maybe sound design. Um, but yeah, it, It's it's a film that I'm definitely looking forward to. So that's Ford v. Ferrari, November the 15th. And the last weekend we're going to touch on before we kind of get into the uh, holiday movie season with Thanksgiving then into December with Christmas and uh, Boxing Day and New Year's and whatnot is November the 22nd. We're going to see a beautiful day in the neighborhood that Tom Hanks... Um, Mr. Rogers' uh, biopic film come out. I know your thoughts on this movie. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I know you're not um, as much as me looking forward to this film. Um, I thought the trailer was great. Uh, personally, I think that it has great potential, but I can see where you're coming from. You have anything to add on A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood?
1: Yeah, I, I kind of lumped this movie together with the Harriet Tubman, Tubman movie that's coming out with that's starring Cynthia Erivo. I mean, it just looks like it's probably going to be just a very solid uh, performance of, in the part of playing a, an historical figure uh, that's surrounded by a pretty standard movie. Um, and that just doesn't really get me too excited. Um, but I'm sure, I mean, it's Tom Hanks. He's America's dad. He's going to be great. <laughs> he's going to be really awesome in this movie, and he's going to warm all our hearts. But I, I, the movie, I can just, The rest of the movie, it looks like I can take it or leave it. So that's just... I mean, I'm sure it's going to be really cute and really exciting, and Fred Rogers just has a way of warming my heart. So if it if it captures like a tenth of the emotion that was in um, the the documentary that came out last year, then it'll be a pretty solid movie. I just I just can't get too excited for it.
0: I, I can see where you're coming from, but I, I definitely want my heart warmed from this movie. I, I want to see Tom Hanks kind of be in his element and give a give a great performance and I think he will so I'm I'm pretty excited. Um Frozen 2 is the other film coming out on November the 22nd on the weekend of November the 22nd. This is a movie that is going to make a ton of money and it had to happen. It's pretty far removed from the first movie. The first movie came out in 2014, I believe. Um so so this is kind of a a long long time since the last movie and it's it's kind of a long awaited sequel. Were you a fan of the first movie at all?
1: Um I'm kind of I mean I'm not like the biggest fan of Frozen. I mean, I'm not gonna be not gonna be that guy who shits on like the one thing that everyone likes. I mean, I just it's fine. It's one of those movies I didn't have too strong of reaction to. It's got some really fun music. Uh, Really, uh, but I think that Olaf just bothers me, and I'm still getting (laughs) I'm still getting scarred from his forty-five minute long short that played in front of Coco a few years ago, which was just the worst thing. Um, But yeah, I'm this movie's gonna make a, a shit ton of money. It's it may even dare I say uh, outgross um, the rise of Skywalker uh, later later this year. Um, I this it's gonna do crazy business.
0: I could definitely see that happening, and I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I think this it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Um, I think that a tra- or sorry, uh, not a trailer, a sequel had to happen with just how much money you made. And uh, sorry, I just want to kind of change what I said there. 2014 was not when it came out. It came out in 2013 almost six years ago it just it's weird that we had to wait six years for this um but yeah this is going to make a ton of money and i could definitely see it outgrossing the rise of skywalker i hope it kind of bring bring some more fun music in into the realm uh for disney i did enjoy the trailer though what what have you kind of made from the trailer i thought it, it, it's a little bit edgier than the first movie it looks like
1: yeah i I feel like it's de- you're definitely right in that sense, but I wonder, like, because Disney does this a lot with their movies, where I feel like all the Marvel movies, the first movie, the first trailer comes out, and it's like, oh, it's very, it's very serious, and there's a lot of stakes going on, and then the second trailer comes out, and it's just like a lot of lighthearted fun, and that's where all the quips come in, and you're like, oh yeah, I remember. this is a Disney movie, um, so I mean, it's it's probably going to be more, it's not, I don't want to say more of the same in a condescending way, but it's it's going to be a lot of what. Fans of Frozen loved and it's going to be a lot of great music, a lot of colorful, bright characters and everyone's going to have fun with it. And that's just I'm sure it's going to be very well animated and produced. It's 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 going to be it's a slam dunk movie that I it's kind of too big to fail. It's going to do great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So that kind of rounds up uh, the fall movie season and kind of the schedule for the fall slate um, some really exciting stuff in there, and I hope all the listeners are a little bit more educated on what's coming out in the fall movie season. Thanks a lot, Nick, for coming on. It was a great episode. Uh, what What's um, top two for you most excited and most anticipated movies of the fall movie season?
1: Um, well, definitely Marriage Story is probably my number one. Um, and then after that, man, there's a lot that I'm just really interested in. I mean, with the news that Ad Astra is getting good reviews, that's really skyrocketing up my list. Um there was the Joker in there too. Irishman, um, twist my arm. I would probably say Ad Astra. Um, I just I love James Gray and I love space movies, so I think that's probably my two. How about you?
0: I'm gonna go. Um... Ad Astra and Joker for this one Uh, Those are two films that I've been looking forward to For a while and as you said Kind of the reassurance with with the great news Out of uh, Venice is great for Ad Astra and Joker I'm just super pumped for So that's kind of my two Uh, It Should be a great fall movie season though and uh, we'll reconvene in a few months on this topic because I definitely want to see how how you liked all these films. And kind of when we get closer to award season, I would would like to do maybe a uh, four-year consideration episode with you and, and talk about some of our favorite movies of the fall. Um, but for sure, a great episode. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll see you next time.
1: Thanks, buddy.